What did she say? I tried. I, I really did. What am I going to do? Well, maybe you were right. Maybe it's time to move on. I wasn't right. She loves me. Then give her time. We've been together for 300 years. She's part of me. I don't know how to be anyone except part of us. What if something happened to her and I lost her forever? I'd go crazy. I couldn't cope. What if something happened to you? It would kill her, but what's going to happen to me? You are one clever SOB. That's brilliant. You're a genius. You challenge me. I let you win. Gina rushes to my rescue, saves me. Loves me forever. No, no, no. It would never work. She would never believe that we would fight to the death. Oh, it's hopeless. Maybe not. Next time, I get to be on top. Welcome to Highlander Rewatch, the podcast where each and every week we discuss another facet of the Highlander universe. I'm one of your rewatchers. I'm Keith. This is Kyle. And this is Eamon. And welcome to this week's episode. We're, we're Welcome to this. Boop. Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> boop. 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 Welcome to boop. this. Boop. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Welcome to this week's episode, where we're going to be talking about season four, episode twenty, till death. Ooh, till that. When you say on top, you mean the top of the iTunes entertainment podcast charts. That's right. Yeah, which we need everyone to give us a bunch of five star reviews. Give us five star reviews, right and then now. we'll be there. Pause this podcast. Go to iTunes. Give us five stars. You don't even have to write anything. Just click the five stars. Click them. All five. All five. All the click time. Them. Click five. First, and then don't click any others. There we go. <laughs> Starting the show off with an ad. Great. Yeah, right. Cool. <laughs> this is why people show up. Well, before we delve into this episode, we thought we'd revisit the Highlander catalog. This week we're reading out of the 1999 catalog. Very fly. Rest in prints. All right. We got a big one this week, guys. All I know is the back big of this one. just has a golden retriever on it. So <laughs> right. whatever you're about to read. And it, it's the official the Highlander dog. <laughs> Woof, woof. Oh, it says that this bitch is in heat right on the back. <laughs> Inspired by leader of the pack, Broom Broom, it's the Highlander dog. The way this is going to work, everybody, is I'm going to read you a very lengthy description from the Highlander catalog. Is this one unusually lengthy? Uh, it is a little lengthy, yeah. And Kyle and Eamon, after I'm done reading, you are going to try to guess how much this item costs and get as close as you can to the actual retail price in 1999. You guys ready? Born ready. that way. The Celtic tradition continues. Highlander in beautiful wrought iron. <laughs> wow. Go on. The Celts began a fine tradition of exemplary iron artwork centuries ago, and now you can continue it with it. Did you just tap out? <laughs> nope. And now you can continue it with this great collection of wrought Islander. Hi- wrought-, <laughs> wrought Islander. <laughs> of wrought hot. Wow. You can now continue it with this great collection of wrought iron Highlander chains. <laughs> Hold on! 
Rhode Island to Highlander chess. <laughs> it's made out of Rhode Islander from the Islanders. <laughs> what about this? Don't you understand? I don't know who this character is. <laughs> He's the most 1999 Highlander. Yeah. Uh. The Celts began a fine tradition of exemplary iron artwork centuries ago, and now you can continue it with this great collection of wrought iron Highlander chairs custom crafted to what? your specifications. A wrought iron chair? Yeah. Wow. Customized to my specifications? That's right. Yours. I don't think they're ready for my specifications. <laughs> All right. Here we go, guys. From our wide selection of richly textured seat fabrics, unique chair styles, distinctive iron finishes, and exclusively designed Highlander logo seat backs. That's a lot of customization. You can create the ideal Highlander chair set for your home or office, inside or outside. Oh, oh my. Put together a group of watcher symbol dining chairs to match a pair of watcher symbol counter stools. What? <laughs> or line your bar with a classic row of Joe's bar stools. Or, better still, mix and match among the styles and colors to furnish your home in its own unique Highlander style. Mixing and matching with styles and colors does not, not sound yeah, good. That doesn't <laughs> sound good. To make your house an unholy hellscape of Highlander product placement. A potpourri of garbage. <laughs> <laughs> there are nearly limitless styles. Well, how about that? I, something tells me that they're not that limitless. I bet we could probably do some math on this. Each chair is made of strong, solid, wrought iron and is powder-coated to prevent chipping and rusting. Seat pads are filled with thick polyester foam padding that maintains shape and is extra comfortable. Extra. Extra. Oh. Mm. And all pieces are custom-made when ordered, so you know each set is an original designed entirely from your own Highlander imagination. My Highlander imagination, so not my regular imagination. Mm -hmm. My Highlander imagination is a little underdeveloped, actually. Right. <laughs> so there are actually a couple different products you're going to have to guess because, oh, no. as we said, these are customizable. There's a the, lot of choices. So here, well, let me... one's going to be the... The real bellwether. We're going to be really wondering. Well, let's let's just try to guess what the regular bar stool is. So that's that's pictured here. You can see it's a Joe's bar stool, bar height. Stool. Oh, but wow. you can also get there's a counter stool and a dining chair. Hmm. Wait, so which of the which of those is which? They all look very high. Yeah. This is the bar stool. This is the counter stool, and this is the dining chair. The oh. lowest one's the dining chair. So that you're going to guess the biggest. ugly Joe's. Right. And so just to let you know, these are the combinations you can pick. Chair fabric choices. McLeod tartan, cotton, black cotton, paprika, which is faux suede, buff, Ooh, which buff. is also faux suede. It's also one of New Jersey's state colors. Buff? Buff. Blue and buff. Interesting. The illustrious garden state. And ivory or black, also in faux leather. And then the frame can so be finished... Six. There's six fabric choices. Six fabric choices. And then the frame finishing choices are black, chrome, hunter green, or gun metal. Gun metal. Yep. So that's four. That is four. And then design is either Joe's, Watcher Symbol, the Highlander Crest, or a silhouette with Duncan and his sword. Is that also four? That is also four. So four times six times four is our... There are 96 combinations. That's, Not that's limitless. limitless. <laughs> <laughs> 96? Boy, that's practically limitless. <laughs> Amazing. So we're trying to catch... Also, I just got to point out, this Joe's stool is hideous. <laughs> it is... One of the tackiest just, things I've ever it seen. It just is a square that says the word Joe's. It looks <laughs> extremely uncomfortable. Like, yeah. right? 
Well, the yeah, apostrophe is going to dig into your back. <laughs> <laughs> like, I do not want to sit in that. No, not at all. If your name is Joe, though, this is a must-buy. <laughs> yeah, go, 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 Joe. If Damn your it. name is Joe, you wouldn't buy four of those for your home bar? This shit no. looks so uncomfortable. <laughs> Fair enough. The watcher symbol is probably the most comfortable because at least like it covers like, yeah. most of your back. You got Duncan's sword poking into you. I wonder if anyone has these. If, if you, you have these out there, please write us. send us a picture. Send us a picture. Let us know whether or not these are shit. Yeah. Also, how much does it cost to ship these things? Arf, had, did anybody ever actually buy these? Or are they just in a warehouse somewhere? I could see these being in a warehouse somewhere. Well, and apparently they don't make them until you order them. So these look cheap as shit, too. I mean, like when they say they're wrought iron, I mean, like this is not like the leather coat which was expertly crafted. These are like right. very utility-looking chairs, medium crafted. Yeah. All right. Well, what do you think, guys? I think Eamon, you're first on this one. Okay. So am I guessing just for, like, how much one combination would cost? Yeah. I mean, they, all the combinations cost the same amount. All okay. you're paying, the only difference you pay is for the height, height which is kind of funny considering it seems like, I don't know, the Joes might be the hardest one to weld on there. Because there's all those points. Yeah. There's, like, more Unlike points. modeling. Keith knows a lot about welding. Yeah. That's very so. true. Keith is a master welder. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to guess the Joes... Chair is eighty dollars. Eighty dollars for Joe's mm. bar stool. You know, in my head they were going to be higher than that, but like now that I see them, they look kind of cheap. Either way, I'm going to guess that they are higher. So I'm just going to guess more than eighty. Though, if you wanted me to put an actual number, I on do. It, I think it's ninety nine. Ninety nine ah. for Kyle. Eighty for Eamon. We're talking about product four eighty six bar stool emblazoned with the iconic Joe's logo. <laughs> Word Joe's. Just the word Joe's. <laughs> Actual retail price is $149.95. Oh, Kyle? Originally, before seeing them, just based on the description, I was going to guess 130 Wow. But then you showed it, and it looks like shit. So. Yeah. So to fit out a dining room of six, you're going to have to spend about $900. If they're, if they're $135, no. it's $810 for six. Correct. It's $150. 150 149 Oh, I totally misheard that somehow. $900. $900. Yeah. To outfit your table. With the ugliest chairs <laughs> I've ever seen. Well, uh, oh, so we're doing that, right? Yeah. Yeah, let's get them. What color would you pick if you had to pick? Oh, the, the buff. The buff? Yeah, you're yeah. not going to go for to the match, tartan? To match my physique. <laughs> I go watch your symbol with a McLeod tartan. Yeah, we do it. That's good. And then I'd make a joke when I bring chicks over, and I'm like, oh, that chair cushion is buff colored just like me right and then they leave <laughs> yeah and then they see you have six no- novelty <laughs> wrought iron chairs yeah. and from say, a show that's been off television <laughs> for how long decades two, <laughs> decades. two, two decades yeah <laughs> i forgot so, i have to wash my hair <laughs> did i ever tell good. you guys about darkwing ducking <laughs> Sounds gross. Go on. That me and my friends came up with this. That's when you um take a girl or a guy home, you you're going to have sex with them. That's like the rule. Duh. <laughs> and then you take them to your bedroom and when you switch the light switch on, it's covered with Darkwing Duck memorabilia. Like Darkwing Duck sheets, a collection of all the original toys. You got like a launch pad and a quack. Yeah. But then the goal is they have to leave. Wait, oh, you were trying to make them, them leave? leave? Yeah. 
because they're disgusted that an adult has Darkwing Duck <laughs> See, shoes. I thought you were going to seize on the fact that he didn't wear pants. Yeah. It's like Winnie the Pooh in it all the time, but I guess not. That's true. And do you say, let's get dangerous? Yeah, let's get dangerous. Dip her onto the bed. No <laughs> condoms. <laughs> My cock is the plunger that will clean the, the clogged pipe of injustice. <laughs> in St. Canard City. <laughs> wow. All right, guys. Today we're talking about Season 4, Episode 20. We're nearly at the end. Two more to go. We're talking about Till Death. This episode was first aired May 13th, 1996. We've gone back in time. We've now gone back in time. We're back in the regular season continuity. This episode was directed by Dennis Berry. Last we saw from Dennis was Deliverance and Through a Glass Darkly. This episode was written by... Eamon? Michael Homoni. (laughs) And his writing partner... Sasha Reigns. Right. He's and written all of them with him. Wait, Sasha yeah. Reigns? Sasha Reigns. How that sounds like a poor name. That is right? a poor name. <laughs> yeah. This has not I come up so. before. Yeah, I don't think so. But yeah. Yeah, I've never checked. Uh, I always look on IMDb. I for never credits, clicked but the never extra think. writers. Yeah, yeah but the Sasha Reigns, uh, she wrote the teleplay. Right. They were doing like a program where they were getting ideas from French writers and then writing stories based on it. Maybe that's kind of what this was. Oh, yeah. Well, there was a third, Beatrice Marhuret, and she did the story. There you go. All right, so this is... Based uh, on this cold open. Michael Omahoney's third third of six episodes. Uh, His first was Chivalry. Mm. Methuselah's Mm. Gift uh, was the second, and this is the third. You guys might remember him. He was the cartoon writer, doing some Heathcliff, Street Mm -hmm. Sharks... Um, he also wrote a lot of Inspector Gadget, uh, including an episode called Tyrannosaurus Gadget. And every time we read one of this guy's episodes, I look at IMDb for other stuff. So the IMDb episode description for Tyrannosaurus Gadget reads, With the aid of a time machine, Dr. Claw plots, plots to go back in time and destroy Gadget's ancestors in order to eliminate Gadget, as well as bring back dinosaurs to rule Metro City. What? It's like, what a two-fisted Wait, so plot. Far back he's going? Is it, was Inspector Gadget related to, like, a stegosaurus or something? <laughs> well, I think it's implying that people and dinosaurs live together. So this is, like, a young Earth creationist story. <laughs> he doesn't want to, like, kill his mom. Like, Sarah no, Connor No, you just go back style. a couple years. He wants to go back to kill, like, the ancestor of, like, a third of the Earth. And while he's there, bring back dinosaurs. <laughs> So That's amazing. Wow, Dr. Claw. Also, why isn't it like Inspector Rex or yeah. Tyrannosaurus get what was it again? It doesn't make any sense. Unless there's a robot dinosaur, I don't understand it. Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, maybe we'll have Michael on the show one day and he yeah. can answer these He's questions. Like, we, we really just want to focus in on this Inspector Gadget issue. Yeah. We also want to know a little bit more about, about gene slamming. <laughs> Gene slamming. We gotta get Sasha. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Sasha reigns. <laughs> Explain Gene slam. I'm sorry, Sasha. I'm sure you're a lovely person who doesn't deserve this. No, but it does. It does sound like it. She knows. She knows. <laughs> All right. Who's in this episode? We got Peter Wingfield. Mythos. 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 He's in this. He's in this uh, until the plot needs him. I guess later in it. We have a retur- a returning actor. Hmm. Jeremy Brudnell. That's right. As Robert. Who we previously saw as Nicholas Ward. Mm-hmm. The vampire. That's right. Vampire. Little Nicky Ward. Yeah, he does not look like a palette swap in this. <laughs> no, he but looks no. pretty good. It he is jarring like a, that a, they a, once again have him as a Victorian gentleman. Yeah, he looks like a droop-faced 
baby. Oh my god! <laughs> wow. All right, he, he like he has like a frowny. I, I feel like he has a naturally frowny face. He hmm. still just kind of looks like David Bowie. Yeah, interesting. I'm David Bowie. <laughs> oh boy, this is young David Bowie. This is old David Bowie. That says Michael J. Jackson. John Burns. Yeah, uh, I had a lot of issues with this because when I got to the end of the episode, mm-hmm. in my notes, I was like, oh, Sean Burns, that's a mistake. He's not in this episode. Yeah. Then the credits roll, and his name was on there again. And I'm I like, thought to myself, huh? no wonder he got on IMDb because they accidentally put his name in the credits. Yeah. I went a long time thinking he's not in this episode. <laughs> he is, apparently. How about that? Wait, what? Wait, yeah, did you not think Sean Burns is in this episode? Of course not. All right, let's let's table this until he, I guess, is in this episode? Maybe. Yeah. Right. I think, I think our theory is coming together on what we're talking about, but we'll get there in a second. This episode also guest stars uh, Cecil Palace? Palace? Cecile. Payless. Payless. A shoe store. Yeah. She's a shoe store. Yeah. She is a shoe store. <laughs> or is she that one that they, uh, they opened to prank people about buying $600 shoes? That's it. You might remember her from probably nothing. Uh... She's in a lot of French stuff. Yeah. So unless you're French. Yep. But she plays Gina DiBellagon. That's right. Also, Roger Daltrey's back. This is a star-studded one. It was a pleasant treat. It was. To see Roger Daltrey back. Tom Foolery in spades. Mm -hmm. This is third of seven episodes. Last time we saw him was in Starcrossed, where he bit the big one. It's crazy that he's in more episodes after he dies. Right. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> hey, guys, is uh, Joe or Richie in this episode? Who? <laughs> no, that brings the count to seven episodes in a row. With neither Joe nor Richie? Correct. What is Richie doing? Jacking off? <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah. How many times a day do you think Richie uh, jerks off? He's got that immortal regeneration. So <laughs> four. Four? What do you think, Keith? Is he, is he, alla- is he allowed to do it at work? No. Like in the office? He doesn't work. At the gym, he does. Oh, that's true. The gym, that's out. They sold the gym? Didn't they? Well, I don't know now. Wait, hold on. When was the last time when we were in Van- or Siku for last? This is scary that we're like reaching no, back. No, he just abandons it because he got dark quickening. Right. He yeah. He doesn't do anything to it. He doesn't sell it. Okay. So he Richie's probably sells. holding down the fort there. All right. Getting new memberships, transforming it. Yeah. They have a shake counter. A shake? Jamba juice. <laughs> yeah, like a Jamba juice. All I right. don't know why I thought he got rid of it. I don't know why he thought that either. <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys ready for the IMDb episode description? Yeah. yeah. The De Valcours are two immortals who have been married to each other for two centuries. <laughs> oh. There's commas. When their 300th anniversary turns into a marital battle and they separate, Maribel. Duncan and Maribel. you <laughs> try to get them together again nope that is not what happens <laughs> definitely not true that is so inaccurate who's writing these that has only like a passing knowledge of what happens in the episode <laughs> close like i feel like if i fast forwarded through this episode i might think that's what happened wrong <laughs> guys ready to talk about it yeah yeah how's it open up that's right. In 1921. Mm-hmm. And uh, French Uma Thurman gets the buzz. That's right. Yeah, and she has a big naked marble statue in her bedroom. Mm-hmm. Kinky. Oh, uh, and then in comes like a highwayman looking dude. Yeah, like there's a, a buzz. She wakes up or whatever. And he's got a mask over his face. He wants to fight. So they get at it. Not before she lets out a scream that sounds like... Uh, not that alarmed. Not that alarmed. It kind of sounds like a dog being put down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very odd scream. It's like, there's no one here. And then they proceed to have a pretty cool fight. The fight a is fight great. Is This fight, which does not involve Duncan McLeod, 
is way better than any of the fights we saw in the previous episode. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is really good. And they go through their mansion where the lights are turned off, but there's like streams of light coming in from outside that look really nice. Mm-hmm. And the camera keeps whipping through doors as it follows them from like location to location within the mansion. Yeah. It's great. This, this is yeah. good. This is one of the best fights they've filmed in a while. Frankly. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Just and there's like sliding. Yeah. Were you about to say that? I was going to say sexual innuendo. Oh, yes. <laughs> because she's like, I'll take your head. And he's like, I'd like that. And I was like, come on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, baby. Uh, so at some point, she slices off the mask. And it's revealed it's Jeremy Brunel. But we don't know what's going on yet. And so this is a sexually charged fight. Uh, her like nightgown gets reason, ripped. Yeah, I was say, for some reason it is. And then they fucking make out. You're the king of beasts. Yeah, that's weird. And he has a gross ponytail. <laughs> well, I didn't even notice his ponytail. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I am the queen of beasts. <laughs> But this is a fun opening, I think. Yeah. It's and it sets the stage. There. It's like, as soon as you see this, it's like, oh, this is going to be a fun episode. Yeah. Well, I did not well, think it was going to be a fun episode until they started making out. It's, well, no, no. I mean, it's a nice a switch. long time to realize that this man wasn't threatening to rape and murder her. <laughs> no, yeah. no, that's true. Yeah. And it all just ends up being some weird foreplay for them. Oh, yeah. Guess, yeah. We come to find out that after a couple hundred years, you really got to spice it up. Yeah, like really spice yeah, like, it up. Yeah. Is the spark going out of your marriage? Have a sword fight. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Where one member cuts a mask off of the other partner's face. Face. Yeah. yeah. So and that's our cold open. And she's like, next time I get to be on top. So we cut to the barge, present day. Max coming in, and we get a lot of oh like, sounds. Mythos is like playing a didgeridoo, it yeah. sounds like, with the way this... And he's just like, he's just crashed Max's pad, and he's sitting on a desk. Well, we've learned that Mac doesn't lock his goddamn right, door. Right, ever. He's meditating. Right, and apparently he's getting kicked out of his apartment because they're selling the building. And he doesn't want to stay in a hotel because... His reasoning is Adam Pearson could never afford a good hotel, and I don't not, I don't want to stay in a dump. False. Yeah, because his house was like a beautiful home with all this expensive-looking expensive artwork. Art. What the fuck was that? Mitos. Mikasa esu kasa. He should have said that when he came in. Yeah. It's like a throwback. A throwback. Yeah. TBT, baby. <laughs> This is bullshit. Maybe Mythos was just lonely. Well, he just, it doesn't have a lexer. Yeah, <laughs> a lexer. A lexer. <laughs> so Mac has gotten a wedding invitation in the mail, and he's explaining to Mythos that Robert and Gina get married every hundred years to kind of renew their vows or whatever. When he said this, Mythos like was stretching out, and his foot goes like into the camera, uh-huh. like his naked foot. I was just like, I don't want to see your gross no, there's like, feet. <laughs> I have that written down too. There's like foot fetish shit going on right now with me. Yeah, and then Max starts just licking his feet the toes. <laughs> is this just because his feet are seen? Yes. No, he like stretches okay. no, they're it out. Like, that's totally what we're basically It's a camera. lot of foot action. Yeah, and he's like stretching them out. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Which way Mythos reveals he's had 68 wives. Yeah. And Mac is very upset about this for some reason. That's a lot of wives. I guess so, but he's also, how old is Mythos? 5,000 years old? Still. I mean, what's the math on that? Kyle, you have a computer in your hand. Well, if he's 5,000 5,000 divided by 68. So that's a wife every how many years? That means he gets married once every 73 years. So that's not too bad. See, that's, that's not like, bad. That's once in a lifetime. Essentially. But every 73 years? Well, I guess, yeah. You don't want to take one off? <laughs> yeah. That's still a lot of wives. So who was Mythos's last How long has it been it's since he's been, been married? Yeah. About 500 years. Yeah. I would walk 500 miles. Uh, he never marries an immortal, though. Only mortals. Was he and Alexa married? No. No. 
So he she, doesn't, know her she doesn't deserve it. Yeah, he didn't even know her birthday. Nope. So Mitha says it's, it would be hard to stay together for 300 years. And Mac is like, not if it was Gina. You don't know Gina. Hey, Gina. Hey, Gina. So now they end up in a flashback with, hey, who is it but Fitz? And Mac and Fitz are strolling down the lane with Gina in the middle. This is like a double date by accident sort of thing. Accidentally on purpose because I think she's actually just manipulating them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she told them both she'd meet them on the same day. Right. For a rendezvous. Rendezvous. And Mac wants to take her to... The German ambassador's right. house for dinner. Right. And Fitz is going to go to the opera with her. Right. And so there's a lot of just bickering back and forth about, like, my date's better than your date. Who wants to eat sauerkraut? That sort of stuff. Yeah. Like, this is an odd episode to talk about because this episode is actually kind of funny. Yeah, it is. Uh, but it's not going to be as funny when we just say it. So. Yeah. Us yeah. saying the funny lines isn't funny. <laughs> no. It's Are you like, saying that we don't have the natural charisma of we do not have the, the front man of the yeah. who? <laughs> we don't have the stage presence of uh, Roger Daltrey. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, this is disappointing. Yeah, yeah but this times. episode does rely a lot on like great visual humor between yeah. Mac and Fitz, which is really great. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of good dialogue. It's just, it's fun. This is a fun one. But she has other plans for the evening. She wants to break into the Valacor residence, and right. steal back some money, she says, that was stolen from her. 20,000 of- Louis. Yeah. Which I, I'm not up on my French currency. I don't know how much 20,000 Louis would be worth. I'll try either. to find out. All right. Yeah. I don't know what a Louis is. Well, it's certainly not a modern form of currency. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Louis C.K. doesn't have a <laughs> currency. If he does, it's... Uh, not worth, yeah. worth much at all anymore. <laughs> the exchange rate is low on that yeah. these days. They are at the residence, and they're arguing about how they're going to get in. And Mac decides to climb the gate. Right, because both of them are constantly trying to one-up each other. Yeah. It's like, oh, how are we going to get in? And Mac's like, oh, I'll show off and scale the fence or whatever. Look, look, I'm already over. I'm already over. <laughs> Yeah, he, like, like throws Fitz's hat away. Yeah. yeah, like, this is, like, real Tom Foy. Like, they're being super immature about this. And they kind of ditch Fitz. I don't know how Fitz gets in. Right. <laughs> but Well, like, Mac was able to climb up that little wall. Oh, so clearly right. Fitz should be able to do it, too. Yeah. Right. But maybe not. Maybe uh, he's just not that athletic. So we then cut inside this big home. They're, like, in, like, the treasure room. It's, like, this is where the king of the wicker people is in yeah. Wayne Manor. Uh, so they're just, like, scoping out these treasures, but the host arrives. So not the host. You don't host a break-in. <laughs> the host of the break-in. break-in. The founder of the feast, David Bowie. Yes, uh, but the owner of the house, Mr. Robert, comes in, and instantly there's, like, harp music and chimes, and it's like, ooh, like... When he looks Gina. at Gina, yeah. They decide to flip a coin to determine who's going to fight this jabroni. This is really funny. This is funny. Yeah. Fitz suggests flipping a coin, and then he doesn't have a coin, and he said he was going to borrow it from Mac. And I like, Mac looks at the coin before he calls it. Did you guys notice that? He's like, oh, he's like, let's flip the coin. Mac flips it. As he's flipping it, he covers Hugh's mouth. He catches it in his hand, looks at it, and then flips it over... Like, he, he knows what yeah, the answer's yeah, yeah. going to be. <laughs> so then Mac is going to fight Robert. Which, this fight's also funny, because he's not interested in fighting. He just wants to Mac it with Gina. Right. And he keeps on, like, poking him. Like, hey, are we going to do this? Right. Yeah, hey, fight me. Yeah, because they're lost in each other's eyes. Ooh. I, I'm just dying in your arms tonight. Oh my god. So anyway, this fight ends up coming to an end because Gina kind of ends it, I guess. And decides, like, I'm not going to go on a date with you guys. Yeah, I'm I'm just going to chill with this dude. And then she ditches them. (laughs) And then they go on a bro date, maybe to the Prussian ambassador's residence. 
I'll even eat the sauerkraut. <laughs> we see several different time periods with these people. We see them then like a hundred years later as well. And that in that flashback, Hugh and Max seem to be a lot more buddy. They actually seem genuinely a little antagonistic in mm-hmm. this first flashback, and that's kind of fun. Yeah. So next we cut. This is outside in the snow, and this is a few months later. And Fitz is out by like a pond singing, and he gets the buzz, and Max shows up. And we're in this weird situation again where they both think they're there to meet Gina. Well, they are, but they've yeah. both gotten letters. And this is pretty funny because Fitz is like, Oh, can't- she's done it again. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, can't you see? It's obvious. She wants to marry me, and you're here so she can dump you properly. Yeah. Uh, Which is an insane thing. (laughs) Also, what have they been doing that either of them thinks that's a possibility? Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. But it's funny. And, like, they switch letters at one point. And, like, oh, and they can can both read at this point. That's that's, that's funny. This is real growth, guys. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, anyway, Gina shows up, and it's revealed that she wants them both to give her away. So they're apparently very close, I guess. Close enough that through the past six months... They have no idea about her relationship. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. yeah, like, I just don't understand. It, it works for comedy, but it kind of doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it's like, what the hell is this about? Also, like, it doesn't seem like they're... Like, do they actually care about this person? Or are they just being fucking hornballs? Like, what's their deal? I think they're being hornballs. Yeah, like, I think they love the idea of loving her or wanting her, like, because somebody else does. But, like, they don't seem to ever know her. Also, what is she wearing during that exchange? During Weird. The exchange oh, outside with the big hood? There's this crazy big hood. And she, she has, like, like, a, a pouch Russian, or something. Yeah, she looks like a Russian nesting doll yeah. or something. <laughs> like, I don't know what this is. But maybe if you go down far enough, you might find a diamond. <laughs> Family tree. So Mac ah. and Fitz are watching Gina and Robert kind of get all lovey-dovey. And they're like, I think I'm going to be sick or whatever. And I love when Mac holds up a flower and waves it at Gina. It like makes like a squishing sound. He's like... <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's like real Gross. sad and pathetic. It's good. Then he's like, ah, yes. Their marriage was made in heaven. Made in heaven. Which, that's a nuts thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> like, does Mac have like... Those dolls, those precious moments dolls, <laughs> like, on his mantle also. So we cut back to the present in the Valacor mansion, and Gina Holy is shit. having and a it's not fit. made in heaven. Nope. No. She's flipping out that the napkins are white and not pink. And I would like, be classic. This is so classic. <laughs> I gave you white. White's classic. <laughs> I love this. I thought this was great. Like, I could just watch these people scream at each other the whole episode. It's so intense. It was somehow satisfying. It's really intense. (laughs) And that he got a rock band instead of a uh, string quartet. Right. She picks up a Ming vase and throws it on the ground. In front of Duncan. (laughs) Yes, it's awful. Not the Ming vase. I thought this episode was going to go into a dark direction. It could have. Because he's too. like, I could kill her. And I thought that's what the episode was going to be about. And also, he's still Nicky Ward, so. Yeah, (laughs) right. Yeah. A like, guy who uh-oh. literally, his thing is literally to marry and murder people. Yeah, I was like girding my loins <laughs> for what this episode was going to be about. Also, <laughs> considering the fact that like she's ostensibly Mac's original connection to these people, he seems like he's Robert's friend. He does. Because Robert's just like, bitches be tripping, am I right? <laughs> like, and Mac's and just Max, like, oh, you know. <laughs> yeah, instead of being like, hey, actually, she's my friend. So, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. we don't really point. get to see a friendship build with them 
at all. No. No, we just get to see Mac like drool over himself. Yeah. And then the but present. I feel like it gets somehow a bit of a pass in this episode. Like in the comedy episodes, I don't care as much about those sort of things. Mechanical like, elements. Yeah, because I get that they're all in service of the comedy of the episode. So it's just like, oh, they're friends and they need to hash all this out. Right. Like I don't need to know how they became friends really. Yeah. But so we cut outside and Mac and his BFF Robert are getting a little lowdown about what's going on in their marriage. And he says they haven't, it hasn't been good since the 60s. That's a long time. And so he doesn't think there's anything he can do right. And he's like, he says he got a rock group, but she wants strings. And then he's like, then he posits, if he gets strings, she's going to want a rap group. And I was like, <laughs> in what world do you think Gina wants a, like, do you think this is possible in this world, that Gina wants a rap group at her wedding? Uh, she clearly wants Cypress Hill. <laughs> yeah. And She's insane in the membrane. Insane in the brain. <laughs> or maybe she wants Wu-Tang. Oh, I hear they're nothing to fuck with. Yeah. I heard that somewhere. Yeah. Also, at this point in my notes, I have a note here that says, huh, this guy kind of looks like Nicky Ward. (laughs) Did you not know? I I did that after. Oh, I see. (laughs) You know. uh, So, whoops. That's really funny. You know, I don't have any children, but I draw like a child. Problem is... (laughs) When I'm finished with my artwork, I have nowhere to, no way to hang it, no way to put it up anywhere. It's actually really disappointing. Yeah, when I uh, dig through your fridge when you're not at home, I don't see any anything adorning the fridge, frankly, let alone your uh, beautiful artwork. Yeah, well, that's a, a real missed opportunity. If only somebody could help me solve it. I know. If only somebody had a product that would affix itself to a refrigerator. Keith, what do you, what do you think about this issue? Guys, I've been hearing this out i got an idea really yeah I do. <laughs> okay but do i need to sit down yeah brace yourself <laughs> we'll both sit down okay good all right are sitting down, down. Okay, all good. right great guys did you know the highlander rewatch podcast which you two are hosts on did you know we have products that wait what <laughs> sorry excuse yeah. me yeah we offer magnets which last time i checked do stick to well most fridges wow yeah Oh, I think I remember uh, doing the artwork for this. That's oh, right. That's, yeah, we yeah, did you have put, you do that. That took yeah. a long time. Yeah. I'm surprised you don't remember it. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. I think I remember drawing a Duncan McLeod magnet, mm-hmm. a Mythos magnet. I remember you drawing the Mythos magnet a couple times. Yes, yes. <laughs> multiple times due to editorial feedback. <laughs> An Amanda magnet and a special Highlands Barbarian Duncan magnet. I take it you don't remember doing a Joe magnet. And a Joe magnet. Oh, you do remember that now. The Watcher, yeah. (laughs) The Watcher. (laughs) The Watcher. Well, we took that art and we stuck it onto magnets. I didn't know you could do that. With glue? It's it's affixed. We we glued all of them, (laughs) personally. But we offer a line of high-quality, durable, Highlander collectible magnets through our Facebook page and through our Etsy shop. Ooh, where can I find those? You can go to Etsy.com and just search for Highlander Rewatch, and our magnet set will pop right up. And if you go to the desktop version of Facebook, click on the Shop Now button on the top of our Facebook page. The magnets are only $15 plus shipping and handling, and they will last a lifetime. Wait, $15 for all of them? All five magnets. Not one. Not one. Not two. All five? Not three. Not four. But five. Wow. Wow. Holy balls. That's a deal. Holy balls. (laughs) Incredible. Well, I know what my next piece of artwork is going to be. It's going to be a childlike rendition of the gas leak in Eamon's house that caused him to forget drawing. (laughs) Who are you guys? (laughs) Actually, it's just going to look like your house. Mm Mm-hmm. 
because I imagine the gas is invisible. That's right. And I, I live like a slob, so it's just going to be like a scribbly mess. Perfect. That is exactly within my skill set. There we go. Buy our magnets today. So then we get another flashback, this time to 1796. Can I have a comment about this flashback again? Does anyone think the past couple episodes, the flashback transitions have been like, eh? Weak sauce. Yeah. Really? Like, mm-hmm. like this one's just a weird pan. Yeah. yeah the, no, the flashback transitions in this are insanely bad. Yeah. I'm kind of wondering about, like, do they have, I don't want to say less budget, but maybe less time. Like, they're spending more time on filming other stuff, and it's like, can we really spend this much time setting up a shot just for a transition? I don't know. Yeah. But, yeah, it just feels like they've, they haven't been as inventive as they used to be, because they used to be really cool. Yeah. And I'm just like, yeah, they just pan or dissolve through. Maybe they ran window. out of ideas. That could be. Could just be a, a rough couple episodes. Mm. Yeah. We're in 1796. Kyle, what's going on? So we are sort of being introduced to Fitz's fiance, or are we? And isn't this Sean Burns talking to her? Apparently. Yeah. <laughs> so this guy is. All I, my notes just say, who the fuck is this guy? Yep. <laughs> so there is a pretty young woman and Fitz mm-hmm. there. And then this random guy. Yes, random indeed. Who is, who is he? Apparently Sean. I, I did not know this was true until... Sean Burns from the episode Deliverance. Yes. Yeah, the, I the think this is him. psychotherapist that Mac... Evil Mac beheads. Mm-hmm. I found this so puzzling. <laughs> I really didn't know it was him until I looked at the Watcher Chronicles and they had a picture of him. I yeah, was like, it's what? nuts. And they don't say it. Nope. They never identify mm. him. He looks... Nothing like not even close to what he looked like. We haven't yeah. seen him in real time months. It's not like right. he's like his image is fresh in my mind. I don't remember either. Weird that they chose to put him in this. Yep. Huh. To do what? Have, just... pra- have practical jokes? Also, there's no implication that he's immortal. No, there is because I had a note wondering: Is everybody at this fucking wedding immortal? Which Maybe. I was like, that's weird. Uh, no, because he he mentioned something about that this is like the second go round or something like that. Oh, okay. Yeah, and he's like, how many women has bed uh, Fitz bedded? Hundreds, thousands? <laughs> thousands. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. So then what, what kind of comedy of errors happens here? There's like, well, she's they, they like, trap Fitz, I guess. Yeah, they're like, we went on a, a little trip, and I gave him my hand. And then he's like, oh, well, I guess congratulations are in order. And Fitz's like, what? What are you talking right. about? Oh, and the, the bride and groom agreed that you could do the ceremony now. Yeah. And then Fitz is like, shit. <laughs> Fucking <laughs> shit. And then I guess this person who I now know to be Sean Burns delivers the line, surely you would not humiliate her by betting her and not wedding her. Oh, shit. <laughs> This is why Gina wants that rap group. That's right. <laughs> it's all wet a prank. It before you bet it. Mm. Mm. That's what I do. It's all a prank. Fitz is like, oh, let's go just dance. Ha, 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 ha. Later, he's stealing cookies. That's right. <laughs> he's just shoving fistfuls hey, of cookies yeah. into his pocket, <laughs> which might be the funniest part of the whole episode. Yeah. It's really good. <laughs> like, that's really funny. I wonder if that was written or that was something they kind of came up but with. But then Duncan like, comes in and he's like, oh, buttering some free cookies. <laughs> The way he says cookies is funny to me. So now we're in this scenario again. They're both in this room, the cookie room, cookie town. Yeah, they're the, cookie, <laughs> the famous cookie room. And they both received messages saying that Gina wants to meet them. Wouldn't you get tired of getting these messages? 
Because she's just trolling both of them. Yeah. She's just trolling them for her own amusement. So they get in there because she needs help with her dress. She needs. To, I have written she needs to crew up. Like yeah. she's like, I need my hair guy. Yeah, yeah. Somebody to carry my shoes. Where That's are like handmaidens or whatever? We're just anybody more qualified than these yeah. two chaperones. <laughs> yeah. I like when they try to go and they both try to go in the door at the same time That's and good. like get stuck. <laughs> so she's like a real diva. Max helping her with her hair. And while this is all going on, I guess she reveals that Robert has, like, left a couple hours ago to get the priest. And he's not back yet. So we get a messenger comes in, and it turns out Robert has been captured by revolutionaries. Which, uh uh-oh, they were actually pro-revolution, but it didn't help them. Yeah, so Mac is like, all right, I'll go save him. And Gina's like, I'm coming too. Fitz, take my dress off. (laughs) No! And he's, like, thinking they're going to fuck, right? And it's like... What? Wait, are you th- do you think that's what's happening? That is clearly the joke. I thought it was just like he was nervous about seeing her naked. No, I no. think he was. she was like, Fitz, take my dress off. And he's like, you want to do this now, my lady? <laughs> yeah, that, <laughs> that's, that's totally a lot funnier. Thinking, he's totally talking about banging. All right. Are you sure? <laughs> I still think it's weird that she's like letting him take her dress off, even just to change. <laughs> yeah, because it's insane. So they then ride off. She's dressed like a man, I right. guess. And Which I didn't really track till later. Until they start... A- making jokes about it yeah but she's wearing like just a black cloak and she a looks white shirt. like napoleon yeah. yeah the flat brimmed hat right where mac and fitz are like dressed for a wedding yeah yeah so they're they, in their full regalia so they make it to the head shopping square there are people with heads on pikes yeah that look like shit <laughs> yeah that look fake. they look rubber they look heads. like halloween store decorations papier mache <laughs> yeah it's like whoa I didn't need that. Though there is this funny exchange where she's like, oh, why'd they have to be beheading? Like, why not uh, Why not hanging? And Fitz is like, it's actually much more humane. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's just getting this, like, oh, it's a far it's less really cool form, form of execution. The scheme to break him out really is just that Gina's going to... There's no fucking scheme. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just grab the wagon and ride off. And, and pu- Robert's... Punch out the guy driving it. <laughs> oh, and she, like, dumps him overboard. And it's like the weakest, like, yeah. it looks like he basically stands up and jumps out. <laughs> he, he flings himself off the, <laughs> yeah. the wagon. This felt, That had, like, the look of, like, a original Star Trek stunt. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh. So Mac and Fitz are They pretend to be, like, know. anti-revolutionaries. And they're like, death to the revolution, and distract but then, But th- this is so confusing. So they start riding away, and then French soldiers are there. And they start fighting them. And I'm like, why are you, f- like, who's fighting who? Like, yeah, who are the revolutionaries? Who are the soldiers with? Who yeah. is who? Up is down. Left is right. Also, all these people, a bunch of these people have guns. None of them see fit to shoot them. Nope. I thought this looked cool, though. Like, the camera moves around the crowd a it lot. It looks great. Yeah, it's it neat. was just aimless meandering, though. They had no yeah. plan of what to do. Both the show had no plan of what they were doing <laughs> and Hugh and Fitz had no plan of what they yeah. were doing. And they're then kind of just milling about until they ride away. Right. Yeah, and they're able to just run away. Yeah. Like, l- that's lucky. <laughs> yeah, good thing. Sure is a good thing that no one stood in that doorway. So we cut later back at home. They arrive and there's this like Italian priest. He's like, we've been uh, saved. Literally, <laughs> Wait, he's he says, an Italian. saved. I think <laughs> so. like, who is this guy? I don't yeah. know. <laughs> Well, Robert wakes up, and the priest is like, this wouldn't have been possible without this boy who drove us out of there. And so then he just Gina gets up, turns around, because she looks like a boy, and they fucking kiss. The look on the, the priest's face. He's like, oh, my God. 
like it's gay pedophilia, I guess, as far as the priest is concerned, right? So he feels right at home. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, let me get on on this. Yeah, and then, of course, she takes off. He, and this he's boy, like, boy is, is my, my wife. wife. Yeah, the priest looks so <laughs> relieved. Which also, the phrase, this boy is my wife. <laughs> and the priest is like, yes. Mm-hmm. I'm just surprised the priest is like, whoa, Got all right. It. <laughs> and then Fitz is like, if we only would have waited a few minutes, she would have made an attractive widow. <laughs> Which is dark. Bleak. So dark. And then we get a, another great transition out of this flashback. There is a, a heart-, heart wipe. <laughs> yeah. oh, heart God. wipe. Isn't that funny? The thing? No, it is. It's funny. Heart wipe. So I was trying to think during this what the Fitz version of Macter and Hacter is. I think it's he hits her and fits her. <laughs> yeah. I think is what it is. But Or yeah. does he fits it and quits it? I think he or fits it and quits it is good. Yeah. It's one of this or both. Or both. Yeah, why not? He fits it and fits it. Yeah. <laughs> it's all of them. <laughs> <laughs> he fits and fits. <laughs> I fitzed it and I fitzed it. <laughs> I don't know what that voice was. <laughs> That's not what he sounds like. <laughs> pip, pip. Pip, pip. So we're back in the present, and Mac and Robert are again walking around the grounds. Uh, anyone notice the... This is such bullshit that I had to write down in my notes. Anyone notice the line of trees in the back? I was like, oh, this looks like where they filmed Sean Burns' like, walk and talk in World War One. Yeah. Who cares? Moving on. <laughs> uh, side note about music. They're playing like the music from Figaro, like the yeah, marriage one, of Figaro at one point during during the breaking revolutionary scene when yes. they're riding out. They're like, there's a the lot Barber of, of Seville or classical music cuts in this episode. I think it's mostly marriage of Figaro, yeah. and then there is the aria from Carmen. Yeah, is the other like, one. What's going on here? I don't know. Oh, I liked yeah. it. I thought it was well, great. I was, just, I was trying to figure out like what it what the deal is. Well, I think Carmen's significant, and I guess the marriage of Figaro because. You're supposed to get married? Yeah. Because it has the word marriage in it? Yeah, that's it. Oh. <laughs> marriage. Marriage is what brings us together today. So this is great. Mac is like, hey, like, cool it all down. Like, why don't yeah. you go apologize? And he's like, you're right. None of this is worth all this bullshit. They get the buzz. There's Jeannie. He's like, I'm going to fix it. He goes and she's over. like, can you come over here for a minute? <laughs> <laughs> is that still yeah. the priest from the Princess Bride? <laughs> Marriage, Robert. I wanted winning sheets. <laughs> I wanted divorce. I wanted a string quartet. Yeah, she wants a divorce. Right. Which so the, she's like, I'm so sorry. It's all my fault. And she's like, we're done. Yeah. Uh, which is cold-blooded, but the music treats this like it's hilarious. <laughs> the music is still doing like this. It's the like, circus music. music. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just like, <laughs> I want a divorce. 300 years. Fuck you. And then Robert just looks at Mac, and Mac just like is like, eh, don't look at me. <laughs> and I like how this ends, too. Like, she breaks up with him, and then Mac and Robert start pacing in opposite yeah. directions. Like, what are we going to do? <laughs> this is fun. We cut. Outside by their cars a little later, Robert's freaking out, and he's like, it's definitely done. Like, she's already divided up the record collection. And Max's reaction is like, the vinyl? Oh, oh. Well, yeah, it's definitely over. And she's like, oh, she's leaving. <laughs> yeah, she's leaving. Yeah, she's leaving. Robert beseeches Mac to go talk to her. And he's like, I'm, she's like, just tell her to give me a second chance. He's like, I can't say that. Like, he's like, you'll think of something better. Smash cut to Mac. is like, can you give Robert a second yeah. chance? <laughs> but then she's like, he's had a thousand chances. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like, we don't know their shit. 
Like, obviously, things have gotten stale enough that they have to stage fake burglaries in the 20s. Yeah. yeah. I kind of wondered that. Like, I wonder if the old run-of-the-mill Highlander fan that really hates Anne hates Gina. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because well, I Gina, had the same Gina thing is thought. unlikable in this. Yeah, she's they she's perhaps a little difficult, but I feel like... They don't show... Her good qualities. Yeah they, yeah, they just show her manipulating Mac and Fitz. <laughs> she does. Yeah. And throwing a Ming vase. But like she says, he's had a thousand chances. Like, clearly there's marital problems that we're not aware of. So, right. like, how about we cool out and, like, let them sort out their shit. And so. she misses her time with Mac and Fitz. Mm-hmm. Right. And Dub- this is double jeopardy. Fitz, <laughs> Fitz is dead. Yeah. That was kind of sad. Yeah. There's some good acting in this exchange, though. Mm-hmm. Who mates for life? Swan? Geese? <laughs> lobsters? When she said lobsters, I laughed out loud. Yeah. And Mac has no reaction to that. <laughs> Come on, lobsters. It's game, set, match. So Mac, safe to say, does not convince her to go back with Robert. And he, he reconvenes with Robert, and he's like, uh, listen, bro, <laughs> this is done. <laughs> or is it? Because then he concocts a Looney Tune-style scheme. <laughs> and all I could think was like, is this fucking love actually? Where like love is a series of stunts that you perform? Yeah. Mm. It is. Because that's what's about to happen. Yeah. Also, there's a little bit of sexism here. Did anyone notice that like when they're concocting this scheme, Mac is like, well, what if something happened to you? How would she feel about that? And he's like, well, nothing could happen to me. <laughs> and it's right. like, why not? Like, why is yeah. she in danger and you're not? Because she's a woman? I was like, nah, I don't like this. Yeah, it's nah, a I don't weird. like this. Nah, I don't like this. What is the scheme they come up with? So a, another immortal is going to attack Robert, right. and Gina will be so upset that she'll come to her senses. Right. And it can't be Mac, because she'll never believe Mac and Robert would ever fight for any reason. So who's the only other immortal we've seen in this episode? <laughs> Mythos. Yeah. That guy that's just been sitting on the barge waiting for something to do. He's just yeah. going, the whole time. Boom. So Mythos freaks out. He's like, this is bananas. This is a shit plan. Why would I do this? But then he says, I'll do it if you give me the part. Also, he's like, you're just doing this because you feel guilty about them breaking up. And Mythos says he hasn't felt guilt since the 11th (laughs) 11th century. century. Which is false. And then Mac goes along with this plan. He's like, okay. (laughs) All right. There's a part where... Mac boops Mises on the head with like a map. Yeah, tube, it's like going back to the episode where they're funny. painting together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just like that. I don't know. Nose. I like Pace's that. Nose, little guy. Yeah. No, this one. No, there's like some good here go. chemistry here. Is that leader of the pack where he paints his nose, or is that I believe Which one's that? Oh, oh, no, it's not. Yeah, it's, uh... Richie's in leader of the pack, right? Yeah, we'll never know. Chivalry, nope. yes, chivalry. That's right. Ah. Paints his nose. So we cut. Mac is racing in his car, and he's taking Gina to the fight. And she's asking all these sort of questions like, wait, who is this guy? How did they meet? Why are they fighting? Like, what the fuck we is going the on? We the setup where Mac, I guess, just rolled. He's like, we got to go. Robert's in trouble. And it's like, yeah. how do you know? Why do yeah, you know Yeah, why this? is this happening? Did you see that and come all the way here? Yeah. Why did you just help, you fuck? <laughs> I think he's one of those uh, young ones who just loves to fight. Yeah. And it's like, huh? Is that, <laughs> is, that, is that a thing? Is that a known quantity? But then he, like, is guilting her. He's like, she's like, well, surely he'll be able to win, right? And he's like, oh, I don't know. Like, he's really been down. He's lost, like, all his, oh, his will, will to live. live. It's like he has nothing to live for <laughs> anymore. But he's, like, really hamily acting it out. It's uh, his favorite musical. Hamily. 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 So we get to this kind of cool-looking warehouse. Lots of windows and shit. And Robert is going on and on about how he sailed with, like, Bluebeard and Drake, I guess. Yeah, because I guess he was, in fact, a pirate. Yeah. Like, he was a criminal back in the day. And, and Mathis is like, I hate boats. Because I had to be on a boat with 
six, six Irish monks. <laughs> yeah. With no bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> Gross. Uh, but also, like, didn't you just poop off the side of the boat? I mean, yeah, that's like, great. You want to? I know, in, but I don't know. You want to poop in front of six Irish monks? I guess not. All right, <laughs> I guess me. not. You, get me. you got me there. <laughs> yeah, off the side of a boat that requires so much dexterity too. I imagine. Yeah, you got to be hanging on for dear life while you shit. <laughs> so Mac pulls up. The music swells. This is very dramatic. It is very cartoonish. It's kind of funny, and I like the way they're like they're like, oh, here they come, and they just start like slapping their swords together to make sounds. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> And then uh, at some point, they've got like a little fight choreography worked out. But unfortunately, Mac fails to restrain Gina. She's, she's got too much energy. She's got a lot of pop. Yeah, and she's ready to take out Mythos. Also, I like when, like, it's like professional wrestling or something. Like, every time they get in like a headlock, they're like, no, yeah. you do this. Uh, so they've decided the fight's enough. And Robert's like, all right, you can, like, take me down. He's like, just be gentle. And Mythos is like, where's your sense of drama? And just stabs him. Yeah. <laughs> just <laughs> impales him. He's like, sorry. So Mythos slips away when Gina is, like, coming at him, along with Mac, and is, like, pissed at Mac for letting uh, Gina interfere. And Mythos is pissed at Mac, too, for, like, letting her loose. He's like, she's coming after me. Yeah. But they kiss. Yeah, so So she's, like, very relieved that Robert's alive, and she's sorry, and blah, blah, blah. I guess this plan worked. Yeah. But then she's like, if I ever find that bastard, I will find him if it's the last thing I do. Yeah. It's like, uh uh-oh. And Mac and Robert are just like, ooh. <laughs> Whoops. So back at Max Barge, or should I say Mythos's barge. Max Barge. <laughs> uh, Mythos is, I guess, pretty pissed at Mac uh, and then demands the keys. And yeah. Mac's like, I thought you were joking. I just decorated the place. And Mythos is like, good job. Give me the keys. <laughs> Which is pretty good. At which point, he like puts his foot up like on the chair. And he's like, oh, not the chair. And Mythos goes entirely too aggressively, my chair now. <laughs> it's like, whoa. And he shoes Mac away. Like, yeah. Mac just leaves. And I was yeah. like, is Mythos just going to live with all like his clothes? <laughs> yeah, it's like, I don't think the deal included all of his shit. Right. Mac then goes back to visit Robert to see how things went. And Robert's celebrating. He's pouring champagne. He's yeah. like, this all worked out great. It's we all totally be fine. tricked my wife. Exactly. <laughs> we totally fooled someone into staying with the person they don't want to be with. Yep, using psychological manipulation. Yeah. Then he also gets into like dirty talk with Mac. He's like, You should have seen her last night. She's yeah. an animal. Ugh. You should have seen what and then he like He's like, I have to stop because it's getting way too gross. We should do this again. No bueno. But then I guess they got into a fight immediately after. Right. Because this stunt can't fix their deep-rooted marrow problems. (laughs) Like, they need some fucking therapy. She's going to visit you. Right. And so Mac does a spit take. Come on! But also, in this moment, I guess Mac has forgotten his own phone number like he has a phone on the barge yeah you could just call it call instead he's got to drive yeah. miles to get back to the barge yep, yep. that doesn't make sense doesn't make any sense <laughs> meanwhile gina is at the barge confronting mythos that's right the mythos is like eyeing his sword they filmed that well like they put like the shot down below like the the sword is leaning and you have this shot kind of up the the blade mm-hmm. and hilt of the sword to mythos right. so it, like looks like he's gonna grab for it also, the way they set up this scene is great because while Mithos is just hanging out, he's like, oh, what can I do? Maybe I'll listen to some music. It's like opera. Yeah. Opera. It's like, sure, there's a lot of opera here. It's like, yep, Mac is boring as fuck. Yeah. Like when he, he's like, maybe think he would have some Springsteen or something. Or, or Queen. Queen. Hey, yeah. Queen. Hey-oh. Anyway, she's like, you bastard. Like, did you kill McLeod? So on and so forth. Then cut to Mac and Robert showing up and Gina exiting the barge. Alone. This is also one of those TV instances where 
as soon as Matt gets out of the car, he says to Robert, like, do you think she would really take his head? It's like, what were you talking about for like <laughs> yeah. the hour before yeah. you got here? They were silent. Yeah. <laughs> they get there, and then Gina decides to pull a little trick of her own. Mm-hmm. No harm, no foul. I know you staged a violent plan to tr- emotionally manipulate me, but now I'm just going to get a little bit of revenge by making you think I killed Mythos. And Max's reaction is not one of true devastation. It's like kind of funny. It's like, oh, but what? I thought, oh, no. Like, yeah. he's like stammering. It's like, she murdered your friend, like, yeah. in your bedroom, basically. And it's your fault. And it's completely your fault. He should be losing his mind. Yeah. And then Mythos comes out, and everything's fine for some reason. This is like, definitely, we're getting a divorce, right? Yeah. And like, this 300-year friendship, Mac, might be over. Nope, but they're, they're so all... fucked up. Everyone's like, we're best friends again. And it's like... They're all fine with it, and all like, smiles. Like, You're all assholes. How yeah. could you do this? Just a few episodes ago, Mythos <laughs> lost the love of his modern life. And in this one, it's like when a couple rubs, rubs a uh, single person's face in, like, Valentine's Day. Like, he's like, yeah, Mythos, I know you just lost that person you were madly in love with. But, like, can you help me, like, set up this other couple that you don't know? Like, that's been married for 300 years. Yeah, right. <laughs> and are now violently unhappy, but I want to keep yeah. them together for some reason. So Mac is going to give them his own expensive vase. Yes, replace, this is the denouement of the episode. To replace the vase that was destroyed. And Mac is taking glee and dirtying up the barge. Like, he's, like, throwing the yeah. straw that's packed in all over the place. Because Mythos is like, oh, I have to clean that up. And it's like, that's not how this works. Like, when you go over someone's house, you don't just get to trash it because it's yeah. not yours. It's like, You're so responsible, you asshole. The other episode, he's dropping Mythos' files. Yeah. Mac's a bad friend. <laughs> he is a bad friend. <laughs> it's like, bad friend to all these people, including Gina. He's a, he's a bad friend for all this little shit. And on top of that, he almost gets his friends killed on a near weekly basis. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's a death sentence. <laughs> uh, but then Mythos goes to toss in the barge keys. And he's like, I don't like boats. <laughs> and then Mac, in catching the barge keys, drops the Ming vase. Just let the keys fall. Yeah. You yeah. can pick them up. Who cares about the keys? The floor is not lava. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like a cartoon character. He's like speechless. He's like, uh, 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 uh. Yeah. He's pointing at the pieces. It's funny. Yeah. And that's pretty much it. Mythos tosses him a broom. And that's the end. So we really breeze through this plot. <laughs> well, yeah. There's not a lot. There's not a there there. It's yeah. mostly just a character piece. Or not even a character piece. It's mostly just like a a humor piece. It's yeah. just about like performances and funny moments and for some reason Sean Burns is in it and there we go. Yeah, for some reason he's in Sean Burns. Michael Jackson. <laughs> Game time. So we're going to play another rousing game of Watcher Tube. This is the game where I read you clues on a episode of Highlander from YouTube. There are three clues per round. Whoever wins two rounds will win the game. Are you ready to play? I am ready to play. Keith, are you ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. Round one, clue the first. Boomsaw's ready. Boomsaw is ready. Amanda's nipple, smiley face. Oh, boy. (laughs) Amanda's nipple, smiley face. Lady and the Tiger. No. Return of Amanda. No. Good guesses, though. Amanda's nipple, smiley face. Clue two. I stopped watching at 37 minutes and 50 seconds and will resume watching later. <laughs> uh, I'm going to guess finale part two. No. Damn. This was... comment was left three years ago, and I wonder if they, <laughs> they ever, ever finished watching <laughs> the episode. Did they ever finish? I will guess the immortal Chimoli. Y- yes. <laughs> what? 
<laughs> you got it right. When was when was her nipple out in that? Uh. I don't know either. <laughs> I don't know either. But they were making out in it. Yeah. All and right. I, was, I must be losing my touch. Yeah. Bit. And the third clue was, I think Danny Tremoli lived, survived the fight. So he won in that he built, beat the Elvis impersonator yep. in that version? According to this YouTube user. The Immortal Gimoli. The Immortal Gimoli. So that's one point to Kyle. Round two, clue the first. These sheets are disgusting. Yeah, Mac banged every babe in Paris on them. Truth, dog. <laughs> Double jeopardy. No. Oh, um, legacy. No. Number one, she's ugly. Number two, that was one hilarious flashback, not warmonger. <laughs> that tells you just a lot about what Kyle thought of uh, what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oof. <laughs> Keith, do you have any, do you have any, do you have any guesses? <laughs> uh, what was the clue again? Well, all, <laughs> yeah. also you, <laughs> in a way, that Keith also might think that, that she's ugly. One, she's ugly. Two, that was one hilarious flashback. I don't know. All right, round three. Shouldn't Robert and Gina's watchers... So that, uh, uh, got it. <laughs> the, the clue is, shouldn't Robert and Gina's watchers be wondering why Robert is fighting a watcher? <laughs> or do they not have their own watchers? And the bonus comment, Mythos is like that guy on Seinfeld who is always barging in, making himself at home. Kramer? Yeah, Kramer. <laughs> who doesn't fucking know The Kramer? most popular character from Seinfeld. <laughs> Good God. All right, so it's tied up. All right. This is anyone's game. Round one. Nope. <laughs> Clue one of round three. All right. Yeah. Duncan versus Kanye. Oh, my God. Promises? <laughs> yes, promises. <laughs> That's wins. awful. Duncan That's versus awful. Kanye. That's bad. What right? is the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> the other two are funny, too. <laughs> Finally, a Muslim immortal, Kasim. Also, Fazil, Hamza, and Clay. Who's Clay? I don't know. I think that's a character that comes up later. All right. I, Finally, Immortal, and all these other ones. <laughs> Finally. Plus these guys. I am named Connor. My dad was so committed to Highlander. Cool, right? No. <laughs> Congratulations, Keith. Thank you, sir. Very nicely done. That was fun. Pulling out that promises. That's rough. Yep. Ooh. Not good. Highlander Rewatch does not endorse those YouTube comments. So, why don't we read the Watcher Chronicles for Miss Gina? Known aliases Angelina de Bergamo or Gina? Gina. Born 1589 in Bergamo, Duchy of Milan. First death 1618, perished in a fire set by a jealous rival. Ooh. Mm. First teacher, Angelo Quattrocci. Angelo Quattrocci. <laughs> Original cultural affiliation, Lombard. What? You have to get support for it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's not it. <laughs> Recent base of operations, Paris, France. Occupation, independent means, it just says. So she's just rich. <laughs> she's just rich. Independent means. Yes. Independently wealthy. I guess so. That's not an occupation. I know. <laughs> she just doesn't work. Yeah. She's a layabout. She's the idle rich. After two years, the Devalicors have returned home from their latest honeymoon. Looking back over the trip, I think the breakup they had at the time of their 300th anniversary was possibly the best thing that could have ever happened to them. Prior to the anniversary, they had fallen into some very comfortable ruts. Neither really listened to one another. Neither really saw the other anymore. Their lives were very predictable. The near divorce and their old friend Duncan McLeod's clever ruse to reunite them, Ugh. which, since my return to France, I've been variously told was perpetrated either with the aid of a watcher named Adam Pearson 
or oh. by Mythos, the world's oldest immortal. Neither of which really makes sense to me. Really opened their eyes to what they would have given up. Fuck that. <laughs> All right. No, sorry. This scheme makes me so mad. This scheme is just like such bullshit. It's like some rom-com nonsense. <laughs> and that anybody thinks it's acceptable is bothersome. Oh, boy. All right. Let's talk about Robert. Known alias is Baron de Velicor, the Bloody Baron. Whoa. Born 1461 in Portsmouth, England. His first death was in 1493, seaman who fell overboard in rough seas. First teacher, Captain Jacques Montpellier. Original cultural affiliation, English, recent base of operations, Paris, France. Occupation, independent means. Wow. Yep. Not retired pirate. Oh, and this, uh, this chronicle actually continues her chronicle. Because mm-hmm. hers ended with really opened their eyes to what they would have given up. That's how this starts. Mm. Throughout this honeymoon trip, they've been rediscovering each other. Ooh. Sexually. Dear buddies. They've been talking, and more importantly, listening. In a way they probably haven't done in centuries. There were times I was sure they were completely blinded to the wonders of the Taj Mahal and the Forbidden City. They were so lost in each other. It can really renew your own faith and love to see them as happy and devoted as the day they first met over 300 years ago. We should all be so lucky as Robert and Gina de Valicor, the eternal newlyweds. Nah. So there we go. Not too uh, exciting. They don't really get into the nitty-gritty of that honeymoon action, huh? <laughs> How unfortunate. Want to read that Watcher Chronicle, am I right, guys? Yeah, 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 yeah. One dresses up as a troubadour. (laughs) A circus clown. Yeah. The predictable ensues. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Aside from occasional (laughs) face-sitting. Rudimentary (laughs) mission. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, all right. Uh, So this is a weird one. It's funny. I really enjoyed all the funniness of this episode. I enjoyed this episode. This was yeah. I, I liked it. I don't mind kind of the any sort of short failings it might have. I mean, it's like it's goofy, and but I'm okay with that. I think it's yeah. Fun. It's nice to see Roger Daltrey back and Nicholas Ward. Great to see Nicholas Ward. Back. <laughs> <laughs> like this guy looks like Nicholas Ward. Isn't yeah, that weird? Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> this guy looks nothing like Sean Burns. In my notes, it like literally said he looks so much like Nicholas Ward. It's distracting. It's <laughs> like, oh why did they cast this guy? He looks just like that other guy. <laughs> Well, better question. Why do they cast that guy? He is that other guy. (laughs) That seems like a great reason not to cast him. Yeah, this is just like a fun, lighthearted episode. All the flashbacks are good. Like in other other times, the comedy kind of doesn't work. Like the one with Benny. That's a funny episode. I didn't really think that was Benny Kielbasa? Yeah. Like this is the best funny episode, right? Maybe. So far. What are some of the other funny episodes we've seen? We've seen Double, Double Eagle. Eagle. That one's funny. That one's pretty yeah. good. Mahjang! Mahjang! I think this is better than that. It I might think be. this might be the funniest yeah. of all the comedy episodes. I think so. So far. So far. Yeah. I think my only complaint maybe is that like I wish the past had a little bit more plot. Like there's no plot with Duncan and Fitz in the past, really. No, it's like, just Tom Forey. It's just them reacting to them falling in love. Like I, I don't know, it's just a bunch of kind of gags. That's kind of it. Yeah. Uh, Agreed. Yeah. But it's, it's like it's not awful though, because I like seeing him and it's and it's funny. No, it yeah. is funny. Yeah. And I mean to Kyle's point, like, if you think about the the plot for more than three seconds, it's like pretty insidious. <laughs> yeah. It's fucked. And you're lying to your wife. Yeah. That's awful. It is awful. Like really bad. <laughs> yeah. Super bad. And you're putting your friend in mortal danger. They don't want you to think about that, because if you did think about it, it's You'd like oh, this is awful. <laughs> like Yeah. No bueno. I was going to say, we should maybe talk about Carmen a little bit, since that song, it's the Habanera 
from Carmen plays mm. a big... So it's a spicy pepper. It's a spicy pepper. Uh, but the plot of Carmen is kind of related to this in a way. Well, first, the, the Habanera song that Carmen, titular Carmen sings is all about like love is fickle. Like sometimes I feel it, sometimes I don't. Like it depends on who it's for. Like it's it, love seems to do its own thing, which is pretty spot on for what this episode is. But in general, like the main, like the plot of Carmen is Carmen is with who she wants to be with. Like, mm-hmm. she ends up, like, kind of through a series of events, is in love with this guy, like, Jose, but then leaves him and is with someone else. And he, like, confronts her. And she ends up, like, getting stabbed to death, I believe, by him. And she's like, well, I will... She was born free and will die free. Like, I love who I want. And you can't just come back. Like, just because I'm not in love with you anymore, like, we're over. So I think that's kind of also thematically tied to this. Uh, only it's kind of not because when someone says they're done with you, you have to trick them into yeah, loving you. Into loving you again. <laughs> yeah, that really bothers me. It grinds my gears. Not to say that Highlander is like the sole culprit of such things. Sure, by no stretch, but it's still irksome. Yeah, it is. Like I don't feel like you're supposed to think about that, but no. it's still a problem. It is. Yeah, it's worth talking about. Sure. Have you seen a plot of something like this recently? Where they trick a woman into falling in love? Yeah. Oh, like in a TV show yeah, or something? Yeah, like is this something that has actually... I mean, like we're saying like, oh, if you think about it, it doesn't really make sense. But like as a culture, have we thought about it as, and as writers of Hollywood productions? Well, it's like Cyrano de Bergerac almost. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know if we see these sort of Just stories that like, much anymore. In that, it's like trying to trick the lady or like you need help from your friend to like right. impress the lady, even mm-hmm. though that's not exactly what's going on here. But like it's kind of a trope. To yeah, trick your mate into thinking you're cool. Right, right. Yeah, even though you suck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Other than that, though, it's it's a lot of fun. I like this episode, and I mean, again, listening to this, if you haven't watched this episode in a while, watch it. Like, it's hard for us to relay any of the humor, but this is funny. Like, you'll have a good time watching it. I think. Yeah, All- this, these are the hardest epi- Highlander episodes to talk about. Yeah, because they the thing that's important in them is something that we can't really describe well. Right, right. It's just like. The interplay between Mac and Fitz is really funny. And Mac and Mythos, for that matter. And just they're like back and it's forth. my chair now. My chair now. And if you want to see Sean I'm Burns again. Yeah. Except not realize you're seeing Sean yeah, Burns not again. Check him. it out. Yeah. Any other thoughts on this episode before we rate it? No, mm. let's rate this motherfucker. All right, Kyle. Yeah. How many Nikki Ward doppelgangers would you give this? I give this three doppelgangers. All right. It's a fun, breezy episode. So is that six? Like doppel, double? Nope. No. <laughs> a lot of doubles going on, huh? Yeah, well, it's all left and right. Numerology. They're in jeopardy. Sorry, I'll go on. Uh, no problem. The episode's a lot of fun. There's some weird, messed up parts of this if you press on it hard enough. But taking it on its face and like accepting the performances, I think this is overall a very solid episode. My only other real complaint is how kind of unlikable they make Gina. Yeah. I don't really... Th- like Later on, Gina's kind of fun. Like, the fact that Gina's like, I'm going to fucking kill Mythos yeah. is really funny and kind of endearing. But you spend three quarters of this episode being like, why is everyone nuts for this person? Like, she seems very under underwritten. And, like, Mac seems to almost scheme with Robert against Gina rather than, like, having his actual friends back. Yeah. Like, insofar as Gina's the one who he's close with, like, he kind of betrays her. That bothers me. No, that's so, a good point. Three. Three, all right. Eamon, how many centennial anniversaries would you give this episode? Well, this makes me question my rating of the last episode. I like this a lot, but I don't think it's a four, so I'm going to say a three and a half. So this is only 
half a Only point half better than Double Jeopardy. Than Double Jeopardy. An one episode which that you said I really was didn't like. Dumb and boring. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I'm trusted the system. Anyway, this is guys. a half point better than dumb and boring. Yep. Only a half point. Can I retroactively go back and change one? No, they're locked in time. <laughs> locked in time. <laughs> we're we're going to put an Upon penalty of death. Yeah. But I really like this one. I don't think it's a four, maybe because it's goofy and because of the points we raised. All this stuff with Mac and Fitz and Mac and Mythos is really funny. It works. Mm-hmm. It's not, I'm not rolling my eyes or like, like the Benny episode where I was like, what the fuck is this? Right. Like, I don't know about this one. No, this is really funny. And I would say this is a must watch episode. I'd agree with that. Keith, you appear to have written down your rating <laughs> prior to saying it aloud. So I'd remember. <laughs> You're in danger of forgetting. How many forgotten ratings would you give this episode? I will give this three and a half forgotten ratings uh no i enjoyed this quite a bit i agree with what you said kyle about gina is the most problematic character and i think the show is maybe guilty of just giving her some tropes which don't do any service to her like we see her in the beginning maybe not give a shit really about mac and fitz so it's like oh is she being manipulative or something uh i think you could also view that as like they're the dum-dums like you know what i mean like i don't think it's her being mean it's like they're just fucking stupid and like don't realize they're getting played real easily wait that's just like saying like oh it's okay to trick people if they make it easy (laughs) yes that's exactly true Well, maybe it's a little mean spirit of her, but, uh, and then like that she's like having a conniption fit about the pink napkins and the band. It's like, I wish we got to see Robert be difficult because she says like, he's been given a thousand chances and it's like, let me see two of them, please. Like yeah. that he's really been screwing up. Uh, no, I thought this is a great episode. Eamon, just like you said, it's maybe not like a great, great episode, but it's like a must watch. Yeah. Watch this episode. It's also a great, like Highlandery episode. Yeah. Uh, this is a fun thing they've done with the premise. It's a good uh, example of a species of Highlander episode. Very good. So thanks, everybody, for listening this week. Make sure to head on over to iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you rate your podcast, preferably iTunes. It's where we get the most action. And leave us a review or a rating. You just click on the old five, five star. stars. Five star. Oh, sorry. I was <laughs> the old what now? The old five stars. Click yeah. on the old five star. Uh, join us next week when we're going to be talking about season four, episode 21, Judgment Day. Ooh, it's a good Ooh. one. Ooh, spoiler. I'm like, it's a good one. <laughs> oh, yeah. is that, is, does that count as a spoiler? I shouldn't have even said the title. You should yeah. like, figure it Who out. Who knows what we're going to talk about. Anyway. Be- the next episode description is just going to be a blank line. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thanks again for joining us. We've been your rewatchers. I'm Keith. This is Kyle. This is Amen. Bye. 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 He's like, oh, I thought you were joking. He's like, I just did a good job. He's like, I just did a. Oh my god. He's like, Mac is like, <laughs> fucking shit. Sorry guys.